we should just do if you like. This is Lucky to Lead. That was so good. Okay. Just drop your best one. Welcome to Lucky to Lead. You're talking shit about me? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Lucky Lucky to Lead. Lead. Boom. We are back. My man. Back. I love it. We took a little hiatus, man. What was my my kid's birthday? What else? Happy uh, birthday to the big guy. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, you know. Enough two-year-old with just the fam here. So uh, staying quarantined, staying distant. So strong fun. performance. I had, a, I had Amanda's birthday. And, That's uh, right. And now we have the years out there. They share the same birthday. So special people. Big time. And um, and now we have uh, the in-laws in town. So we we did take a little of a hiatus, but we are back in action, my man. I like it. I like it. And I like the, the theme of this one of uh, highlighting who we've had on, trying to take just a, a little peek back, and then maybe that'll shape kind of what we're thinking about moving forward. Yeah. This is uh, – it's the recap episode. Love it. Love it. It's, it's like if this, was, if this was TV land, we'd have everybody on a couch and we'd start up some drama. And the reunion. Right. Yeah, the reunion. That's right. The reunion. Um, so this is uh, this is episode nine, um, which means that we've done nine episodes already because the pilot was episode zero. I like that. I like that. Um, so it's crazy, uh, yeah. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, we we uh, we made it. So proud of us for that. Mm. Uh, a lot of great feedback. Um, I mean, uh, just to address some of the feedback, I'd say number one. Um, my potty mouth is garbage, so hmm. uh, I will clean that up. Number okay, one, fine. <laughs> well, you've been fine. good, you're, and you're making me look worse because I'm. I know I have been good. I have yeah. been good. I will, I will say that I have been good, which is no, not my norm. Uh, and then number two, cutting down the time. Like uh, if we can keep it to thirty to thirty to forty-five minutes. Yeah, little pops, little pops. I, get I in, think, get out, baby. Yeah, get the good I like stuff. that. Yep. So I think it's all good feedback. I think, you know, as we figure this out and we'll welcome more feedback as well. We're always trying to learn, make it better. And, you know, hopefully people learn from it. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, let's open up with the, uh, with the, with the pilot. Yeah. The recap. Yeah. Let's do it. So, so uh, first episode we ever did was the pilot episode. And I think heading into it, uh, we hadn't even really talked about who we were going to share. So I remember you show like you you sharing around about Joe Ehrman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because um, I think as we went through it all, um, not knowing this, but a lot of the things and themes that we talked about in that pilot ended up being highlighted throughout the nine, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. So we're not that far off, which is cool. I think it's just wow. like, unique of different ways. And then you shared about your wrestling coach as well in that pilot. So. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, and then I, even Joe Cummings, I think, uh, referenced the Joe Ehrman book. He was a Joe Ehrman guy. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, we've got a couple, uh, ideas in my mind of, I'm sure coaches that, um, you know, buddy of mine just took over a big, big high school job that I'd love to get on here as well. Oh yeah. Big time, Um, baby. So I'm, I'm, you know, the wheels are turning, you know, but, uh, the pilot was cool. I think it was the, you know, first time I've ever done a podcast. So trying to figure that out and trying to, uh, get our, uh, our 
our relationship via uh, Zoom on how we do everything and how we do business. Yeah. And, you know, if, if anything, we walk away, use headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've upgraded. Now we use headphones. We're big That's time right. now. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, also, I mean, uh, you know, I know Joe Cummings mentioned uh, your high school coach who we talked about. Um, one of the things that I, I mentioned in the in the pilot was that Tompkins, my my wrestling coach in high school, always talked about you know priorities, and it was God first, and then it was family, uh, and and that. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Jerry Davis on episode yeah. four was very much, he was like, it's God, then family, then it was. So, you know, I felt like even now that I'm sitting here, just really soaking it all in, like, yeah, we have heard a few of the same themes from. Yeah. I think the, you know, the religion piece is always that one that you kind of, especially with leadership is one of those ones that you squirm around maybe and don't directly go into where we've had now two Jerry Davis and Joe Cummings who have like nailed it in, in, in my eyes of sharing how that influences them and, you know, not being, I, I would call myself religious, but not overtly or super or, you know, yeah. um, however you want to describe it. But um, I think it was unique to see how that influences them. And then, you know, going back to how the Bible, right? Of Jesus being a leader. I think that's something that I'd like to dive maybe more into as we move forward as well. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And just remembering, like, we always ask people for, you know, what a a book recommendation or something that they get inspiration from. And both Joe and Jerry shared uh, the Bible as their, their book of reference. Um, And Jerry actually shared his favorite verse, which was, like the most powerful ending ever. That was strong. <laughs> I think, you know, it's, again, going back to the religious piece, it's like if you can interweave that without being um, too like off-putting in, in not a horrible way, but I think people can get turned off when you bring religious in because I think it, a, it's pers- really personal. Um, and I think it um, touches on maybe a different nerve for some. Um, that aren't as comfortable talking about it. Um, and I think if you're able to, as a leader, blend that into your philosophy without it being off-putting, I think it's really effective. And I think that's one thing that I've learned um, through this is that, you know, blending that in, if you're comfortable, can sometimes you can open up maybe some other ideas and thoughts and open up maybe an angle where you're trying to touch somebody or get to somebody that, you might not be have been able to, and that might be the thing that opens it up maybe a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, any of that stuff, what it immediately, what it goes to me is like, we've, we've heard so many times, you know, don't talk about politics or religion at the dinner table. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's very much how people felt about like, don't talk about, you know, color at the, at the Mm -hmm. dinner table. And the reality is I think what we've learned, especially at this time um, with so many conversations happening is like, those are probably things we should talk about more because we're not, we're not equipped with the words to talk about them because we've always been told don't talk about them. Yeah. I think that's something that I've certainly reflected on. Um, and certainly in the past couple of weeks of, you know, I always found myself like, Oh, I don't see color, but now I realize like that's probably the, that is not probably that is the wrong way to, I don't think my thought process was wrong, but I think the way I articulated and the way I, I addressed it was probably, was, is wrong. Um, and that's something that I've 
try to, you know, uh, better myself and educate myself a bit on how to, you know, talk about it and, and hit it and hit it. Cause we are, we do have African-American players. We have, you know, some Indian players, we have some Asian players on our team. Um, so I think that that's one thing that you can see. And I think that's a commonality with being able to, you know, uh, a, you know, touch everybody in a sense that you're, 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 you're influencing them in a positive way, but also being, um, uh, you know, thinking about ways that you can empower them a bit more. Um, and I think a language and vocabulary is certainly very big in that. And I think a lot of our guests kind of, you know, touched on that in a bit. I think we talked about it with Nathan in episode one of, of your vocabulary and your language, um, can be so, um, influential in, in your leadership. I think that was, uh, you know, something that I still reflect on and especially right now. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things from the, from the Nathan episode is, uh, he opened up the episode by sharing the story about, um, being left alone, being left out yeah. and feeling, and like, right. to me, I like that still is probably one of the best stories that anyone's told on, on the podcast because, uh, the way he framed, you know, you've never really felt let down by a leader until you've been forgotten. Yeah. Um, and then that leaning into the vulnerability uh, and then talking about authenticity, like all those are such key elements, which if you really think back, you know, every single person we've had on since then is not so dissimilar, even if they expressed it differently or said it differently, you know? No, I'm, I'm with you. I think that's, uh, it's, it's cool that that authentic aspect, um, you know, even now with the conversations that are being had, I think it's really important to, to stay authentic and not, you know, you can be the super woke person in, in today and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, today you might get away with it, but in a couple of weeks, that's probably, they're going to see right through you. Right. Um, and, and not to dwell or, or, you know, we're talking about our episodes and not to dwell, but I think it's so um, tangible and we can get to what our issues are now with what we're talking about a bit and, and rely on some of those key elements to what we've talked about in, in the conversations that we're having today. Yeah, man. And then if just going from there, you know, the, the authenticity, the ability of so many of the leaders we've had on um, just stringing off of Nathan to, really look at in, internally and reflect. And I thought, you know, Anthony McLean was somebody who was incredibly like reflective and the way he, even the way he paused before he uh -huh. said something or he'd say something and stop and go, let me say what I really mean. You know, and I thought that was so powerful and just the it, way it, he approached it was badass. Yeah. It makes me feel like, like, so like, I don't think enough. I don't like, <laughs> I'm so beneath him in some regard and, and his, his ability to, to, to do that, but then articulate it in so well. Um, you know, it's something that I yearn to be that reflective and that thoughtful, um, where nine times out of 10, I just blurt it out, which is yeah. never the right answer. But I thought, yeah, I mean, he was, um, he, he was empowering, um, thoughtful, I mean, there's so many adjectives that I could think of to describe that one in particular. That's might be the leader, my leaderboard for my favorite episode, just the passion that he had. Um, and, and I felt like I didn't, we didn't say much in that episode. 
which is even better. That's how you know we're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not to jump ahead. And then, you know, I think the other one, you know, jumping past Nathan to Eric Saramit, um, you know, uh, looking at kind of the dynamic of where we were going with this, I think he was really good because I think he gives you that breath of fresh air a bit and, and the, um, he's not too high or too low. And obviously his past, um, you know, being from Air Force, having the tragic accident with his wife and all those things, I think, you know, as you read more about him, you know, you start to unpack the layers of him a bit. And I don't know if we necessarily got to all of that, but I think certainly my familiarity with him added to the joy that I I had in that episode of hearing from him. Um, So I thought that was, uh, you know, really cool. And then obviously the lacrosse piece for me is always, you know, I'm salivating to talk. (laughs) Yeah talk that but again i think his his way of connecting with kids in in different ways and um you know his going back to his high school i think that was a common theme of how that impactful that was for him and how he looks to that um you know it's so interesting and it makes us it should make us feel pretty good that we're doing that because you know i would say of our nine someone uh you know probably half more than half had someone in high school who was impactful to them which I thought was uh, interesting. So Super it just true. goes to show you how um, how important those 14 to 18, whether you're male or female um, or whatever you are, uh, you know, is so impactful these days and your words and actions. I mean, what I think of Joe's episode, I mean, sorry, Eric's episode, Coach Sermon, is he went from being in that more pinnacle type leadership role where he was he was moving the pieces on the board um, to what I kind of went into the conversation thinking, Hey, how are you dealing with this, you know, uh, step back or step down? And I don't think he saw it that way at all, man. I thought he saw it as like this. I, I now have more hands on, on the kids, on the guys. Now I can truly be impactful where I felt like, although he was in a leadership position and what, what, especially as us, like we're coaches, right? So for us, it's like, Hey, the head coach, that's the big guy. That's, that's where you want to be, you know? Uh, yeah. And and I thought for, for coach Saruman, it was a lot of like, yeah, but now I truly can have an impact and dive really deep, even if it is with a smaller pool of guys. And, well, and I think that that was really, it was great for me. And again, I'm being selfish here, but to hear him say that, because when I was his assistant coach at air force, he like, he just gave it to me. Right. He gave me the offensive side of the ball, which, you know, and leadership wise, I was like green behind the ears. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but looking back on it was so impactful for me and certainly drives the way I am as a head coach. Cause I never want to be the, you know, the, the boss, you know, however you want to term it of, I want my, I, I, I want to hire guys that want to be head coaches or could be a head coach, whatever their scenario is, but also empowering them. Cause it's no fun if you're, you know, stepping all over them and, you know, trying to, you know, hold the reins so tight, that's no fun to coach around. So I think th- that aspect for me was really cool to see. And then certainly his authenticity, I think just like yeah. it sweats off of him. Off the charts. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, he, you are going to get Eric good for good, better or worse. Yeah. No matter the situation, which I really appreciate about him. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the high school piece, um, you know, we, it, it did run the, the gamut. You know, Jerry uh, Jerry talked about the high school piece, 
and Sky did as well in episode three, and and Sky went back to her mom. Um, That's which, right. Which which teacher really, right? Yeah, her mom was yeah, exactly teacher. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that tied back to like episode zero where. You know, Anthony McLean talked about his mom in episode four. Jerry talked about his mom and his dad. You talked about your dad in the first, in the pilot. And I do think, like, that's a really great reminder of how important that time at home really is um, and, and why, you know, single parent households are at a disadvantage sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I would say in some cases like that becomes your power is cause you saw a single parent do some really awesome things. Yeah. It's a big motivator and driver. Um, you know, I, I think I, I look back on it now and see my friends that, um, you know, were divorced or had parents that were divorced. And, you know, I think that shaped who they am. And then the flip side of that, you know, I have two parents that have been together close to 50 years and, you know, they've spent zero time apart, which is a little sickening, obviously, in, in especially in quarantine days, being, uh, you know, almost five years married. So, um, but at the same time, I think that certainly shaped me. So I think, you know, you can either use it for good or evil, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. You know, hopefully, if you, as you mature, I think you learn to see the, the positives maybe of it all. And then also without um, not, taking into account the negatives and looking at those and how you don't want to be that. And I think that's, again, to jump to another theme we talked about with a lot of our uh, um, guests was the leader that you don't want to be or the person that you don't want to be. Um, And just how impactful that can be on your maturation as a leader. I think, uh, you know, I think for me, that was really cool to see, you know, who was the poor leader and what traits they took away from those leaders that they didn't want to become. Um, and I think those, sometimes that can be almost more powerful than the good leader um, in, in a sense of how you, your growth and your mindset when it comes to it. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that jump off the jump off the screen for me when I think uh, of the bad leader story, obviously episode one with Nathan and the leader who forgot about him <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. like that. I'll never forget that story my entire life. I'll tell my kids that story, you know? Um, and then, and then the other bad leader was Anthony McLean, where there was someone in the leader's position, leadership position, one of the fitness uh, companies he worked at and, uh, and, and how that person used their influence to scare people or to make yeah, degrade them degrade or less than. Yeah. And, and I think he, what he learned from that and certainly what he, what I learned from the conversation with, with Anthony was like, what are you really getting out of that? And did you earn any trust? Uh, and the idea of instead of what did you do, but what did you earn? And he's like, you didn't earn anything in that conversation. And I really loved that. Yeah. I think it was unique to hear the different ways that they described that. And, um, you know, from being left to, you know, the vocabulary, the language being used of, yeah. of, yeah. of how they talk to each other. I thought that was really powerful and, and made me certainly reflect on, you know, a, how I address and my, um, you know, just the, the way, and I think Nathan really articulated it really well was something along the lines of, if you say, when you're critiquing someone, if you offer, um, I forget what he said, but it was really powerful in the sense of just how one little word in a different way can, um, allow someone to not feel like you're coming at them. With oh, when you're was, really coming was, at them, it, it's the it's the opening of like, are you open for some feedback? 
that, like that asking them, yeah. like asking them, Hey, are you, are you open for some feedback right now? Right. Cause that eliminates the question of, Hey Dave, I heard Ronnie gave you some feedback yesterday. And you're like, what are you talking about? They're like we talked, but he didn't like give me feedback. And it, it almost formalizes the moment where now you're like ready to hear. Yes. Okay. Let, let me have it. I'm ready for it. You know? And I think it's so, I think for me, especially as a coach, I think we are so rapid that those conversations rarely happen in a sense where you're seated and you're critiquing those only happen at the end of the year where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, the, you, recap. You, yeah. the recap and yeah. it's fine. Or it happens in the beginning when, you know, the kid just wants some feedback on what he needs to do to get better. The normal, you know, kind of conversation where that conversation is so um, integral and, and like, you know, Hey, you're on my Google calendar. We're going to meet at this time. Yeah, and yeah. this is what we're talking about. That rarely happens for a coach. So I think for yeah. me, it's really interesting to hear that, how just that, that by forming that as a question, it can open that line of communication up so much more. It goes, you go from like a one lane to like an eight lane. How do you, how do you, how do you get them to drop their guard immediately? Yeah. Right. How do you get them to drop their guard and just know what's coming so they can take it all in? Right. And, and for, for us, right. And like the kid threw the ball away and he's coming off. So he knows he's going to get it. He knows, right. Yeah. Where it's, it's a little bit, um, you, you gotta be a little bit more strategic with it. And I, I don't know. I just found that super interesting was the language and just a little, um, whether it forming it as a question, um, but you're going to give him feedback regardless. Right. Like, what if you say, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I, I think that's the weird part, right? Is like, and, and that's happened in the business world, but what does that look like on the field? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, unless it's like, Hey, like, I just need a minute before we could talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I um, think I'd be okay with that. To which case I actually, yeah. Now that I'm thinking of saying it out loud, I'm like, I'd actually be like, like, that's so good of you to say that right now. I know. And then, and you know, I'm thinking of uh, Jerry Davis as well. I think how unique, that perspective was of, of, you know, he, we were in the middle of, we still are in the middle of coronavirus, but that was really the, the, the first really hot time he came on and was, you know, he, he looked like he, he had been through the ringer. He yeah, still yeah. is through the ringer as a councilman and seeing his perspective of dealing with it and how his constituents, I found that was so powerful was we, we talked about how he's got 200 plus, plus thousand constituents. That's crazy. How you go and you try to touch all of them. But then you also boil it down to a fact that, you know, 17,000 of them are the ones who actually vote, which I thought was astonishing. Crazy. Crazy. Of of that's who he really has to pinpoint. So it's just so interesting to hear it from that perspective of, because to us, it's so overwhelming. Yeah, or was overwhelming for me. Yeah, we get we get sixty guys in the field, and we're like, oh, yeah, and you know them, you know their families, yeah. you know, yeah. you know a little bit about them. Where that's just so overwhelming. But then boiling it down to that and making it, you know, so I think that 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 you know that adage of how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time is so, uh, you know, is so universal. So I thought that that episode in particular was again one of my favorites of of just him being super honest and telling us, you know, about the, the, the problems that he faces on a daily basis, you know, the trash pickup, yeah, you the, know, the, what the, is it, like 16 cents? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, how yeah. that, how effective that can be. Huge. How, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, just the decisions that he has to make on a daily basis. And then while also that might be good for one person, you know, it might not be good for another person. He's got to see and hear 
all of those and then try to make the best decision for, you know, the mission and the city. Um, I thought was really, uh, you know, and again, boiling that back down to how does that affect me as a leader? You know, I think it's, it's not much different, but it just affects so many more. So. And just how to think through it. Right. Cause then I immediately go from Jerry to Andrew McCullough, right. Mm -hmm. Who, like, Although like their roles and their leadership styles and what they do couldn't be more different. I felt like their approaches were very similar, you know, uh, even keel. Yes. You know, really thoughtful in their approaches to the big picture. And, you know, Jerry has the 200 and some odd thousand people. Andrew's dealing with his family for the most part. And, and, how a lot of those things lined up in like the approach and the thoughtfulness and the care and the availability, which is the big thing that Andrew talked about is like, I make myself as available as I can all the time because I know these are sensitive topics. And that's very much was Jerry's approach. And, and the listening aspect of just like as a leader, sometimes you, you always want to puff your chest out and and be like, I have the answer. This is what we're doing. But, you know, I, I think as you climb the ladder more, in your leadership growth and in your position, your title, like you almost do less talking and more listening. Um, so it's like inverse almost um, in that regard, which I found was interesting because you would think, you know, those guys being in, in such powerful position, Andrew being on board after board of, and, 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 and Jerry being, you know, on all sorts of committees and, you know, being the vice mayor, all those yeah. things. I mean, he does, I would say the, 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 the difference of the, the ratio of listening to talking is like, is, is totally one, one side to yeah. listening, which I, I think going into it, I would say, yeah, it's probably about 50, 50, but I think from what they, you know, kind of said and, and that old adage that I love of God gave you, you know, two, two ears and, and one mouth uh, is, yeah. is uh, undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I again, that one, Joe Cummings was a big listening guy. Wendy was big listening. Andrew, big listening. Uh, Jerry, big listener. Eric, big listener. Nathan uh, opened up the first episode talking about how he's he's formed a bias towards listening first. You know, I, I remember that yeah. quote as well. So uh, listening is a big one. And, and frankly, not one that I think we talked a lot about in episode zero. No, no. And then, uh, you know, I think one of the other themes that I really liked was, you know, my question about um, what they do as leaders, you know, whether it's a journal, whether it's, you know, vision board, you know, looking at um, Sky, I think mentioned a vision board, uh, which I think was awesome. Um, I'm not that artistic, but I know that's probably for her. Kind of hits that for her a little bit, and then looking at Joe of the goals, right? That he does with his team of the, I believe it was like the, the, you know, the preseason goals, um, the the end of the year goals or end of season goal or individual goals, and then I thought it was really powerful the process goals. I love that. Which how how you get to the end goals um, and and what you want to do in that process, which I think. You know, I think as I get older, um, as a coach and as a leader, the process becomes more and more important than the outcome uh, or the result. So I think that's um, that's something that from from Joe's uh, 
that really sticks out to me. And then, you know, we touched on the religion piece um, that I think we, we definitely have to dig deeper into. Yeah. We're going to uh, go back in, there for sure. We have to. Um, which I think was uh, just super powerful that, um, you know, for me, it's like, I cringe sometimes when people talk about that and I don't know why. And I think that, again, that's something that we need to talk about. Maybe. Yeah. We've just been built, like we've been built to say, like, don't talk about religion or politics, right? Like those are the two. Yeah. I I think it's really interesting because my, like, you know, you know, me, you know, my parents, like my dad is, is Jewish and he goes to synagogue, you know, pre Corona, like four times a week. And my mom is Catholic and she goes to church. She works at the church. So it's like, you know, that is a big part of my life that I don't share a lot of. Um, And I think that's something that I certainly have to dig into maybe a little bit more and be um, a little bit more open with myself, but also as a leader, I think. And I'm excited to do some exploration with you uh, on that a little bit more with uh, our, our, you know, guests coming forward, but also you and I chatting about that. I think it could be really interesting. I think it's that uh, when, you know, your outside voice matches your inner voice, right? Like we got to get those, got to get those yeah. matched up. Uh, yeah. And then just, I, I wanted to, to just say that, you know, the last episode that we recorded was with Wendy. Uh, powerful. Officer Yancey. That's like the, the one word that like pops out to me. Powerful. I yeah. mean, just, um, you know, I, obviously, you know, being a military guy and uh, service is such a, a big part of who I am and, and really shaped me. Um, I think for her and her position, you know, learning more about her as we, as we listened really of being the first, you know, one of the first females, the first African-American, um, you know, just so cool. And so, and, and how she talked about the, I think the one thing, especially now, you know, with all the news and everything else of the, um, where she talked about the park walk and talk, aspect i, I think love that yeah of, of how policing should be um and you're hearing that i think a lot of um that uh connection with the community and connection where they have her cell phone they're comfortable calling her um i think you know it's so important and, and certainly something we should all listen to uh, uh, yeah I, I think it's it's not falling on deaf ears and, and maybe it did at some point and i don't want to act like it's always been all you know, perfect, but it does sound like uh, that is no longer falling on deaf ears and people are recognizing like, it does matter if you're from here and that you know the people. It does mm-hmm. matter if if you're committed to this community and you care and, and you are sharing, you know, a little bit more of yourself because as we know, what we've learned on this journey is that the more you share of yourself and give of yourself, the more ten, tenfold you're going to get in return. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, she just, you know, so you can see just in her and how she talks and just the community that she feels so connected to. It's like she could live nowhere else. No, she she wouldn't make it. No way (laughs) she could live. And not because of her, but because of, of, of who she is, but because of, you know, her connection with her community and, and, and the, the, the foundation and the fibers that she has woven with the entire, from the football team to the, to the, to I'm saying the bodegas there, I'm sure yeah. they know her left and right there, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, her, that was pretty powerful to hear that. And just, uh, um, I think so um, just appropriate for the time that we're in right now 
to hear from her and her perspective, um, for me was, was, was fantastic. Um, I know and I was then, like, I was like fanboying a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm so proud to have had all these people on the podcast and, you know, we did take a kind of a gap week, um, a little bit in, out of respect of what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the follow-up w- w- was really spoke to uh, that episode with Wendy, uh, where she really spoke about the crossroads of her identity as a cop, as a black woman, as a female officer, um, and all how all that intersects for her. And so the, the poem, the spoken word poem that we shared um, which is about four minutes long. It's by Jaylene Clark Owens called Crossroads. This is someone I went to college with. Um, she was uh, from Harlem, uh, really, really like beautifully put together poetry that talks to the intersectionality of being a woman and being black mm-hmm. and how um, and how her experience through that. Uh, and it, it just speaks volumes. And it, I felt like it, it was the perfect ripple after speaking to Wendy uh, and ahead of our conversation today. So that was a nice, that was a nice roundup um, uh, after speaking to Wendy too. Yeah, man. I mean, this is awesome for me because I feel like as much, I hope as our listeners are getting out of it, I feel like I'm getting it. So your point of like what you put into it, you get tenfold back. I feel like I'm, I'm getting that right. Um, Cause I feel like I'm learning and I, I'm, 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 you know, uh, equipping myself a little bit more with all these little nuggets and, and just taking the, the, the time to listen. And, and I think that's so important right now in the, in the kind of, in the, um, in, in the volatility of things right now, I think listening, uh, is super important and just learning, uh, I think is, is the best way I can describe it. And certainly our, I think our, our plethora of, of guests and the different differences between them. Um, but I think the cool part is the same themes keep coming up, which I think, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know if I was expecting that or, um, or I wasn't expecting that, but, um, I think it's cool to see that and to see that, you know, we're not far off whether you're a cop or a lacrosse coach or a you <laughs> know, businessman, um, or a councilman, whatever you are as a leader, it, things don't change too much. It's about people. It's about being authentic. It's about being a good person. It's about caring about other people. It's about, you know, um, doing your best to put them in a position for success. So I think that's, uh, for me, has been really cool to hear and listen to. Yeah, man. And um, just to, to to wrap us up a little bit, I think that what's the next version, next, you know, the next few episodes. And I think we'll continue to bring different leaders on. But one of the ideas that, that Joe Cummings had, which uh, I really look forward to doing is uh, instead of just talking through like Joe Cummings episode two, like what would it be like to have Joe on and talk through, you know, his opinions of Jesus as a leader and just break down a leader in history. And obviously Jesus being a religious figure, but certainly Mm -hmm. being considered historical and then working through other leaders in history, good or bad, and trying to break down what are those qualities that people saw and why were they effective or not? I think it'd be awesome to, to kind of dissect uh, influential leaders, um, you know, in the present. And I think also in the past, I think obviously you can, you're still kind of writing the present, but um, I think you can certainly good and bad, 
leaders, you know, uh, I think it's unique to look at all of them. Um, so I think, uh, I think for us, I think that would be really cool to sit down and dissect, you know, a leader like that and really pull and, and pull out the, the things that we see, because I think they're going to be similar, but again, I think they're going to be maybe talked about maybe a little bit differently and then having a perspective, a little bit different perspective of, you know, where Joe looks at Jesus from where I look at it or from where you look at it, I think could be awesome. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm fired up for it. Yeah, man. So, um, I think let's, let's just say that we'll, we're going to continue to open it up. We'll see where it goes. I think, you know, the dissecting of a leader and bringing more people on and talking through their experiences. And, um, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. So really, really strong start to the, uh, to the podcast. Love it, man. All right, brother. Well, that is, uh, this is episode nine. Enjoy it, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Later.